In today's episode, I chat about self-awareness and how it is pivotal in turning your life around. What does it mean to be consciously aware? How to do it and why it matters and a helpful process to challenge limiting beliefs. Hello, beautiful angels, and welcome back to episode 23 of Love Comma You. I am feeling so amazing. I've just gotten back from uh, the beach uh, doing ice baths with my literally soul people. Um, I guess we've got a name now, so we're actually called Chill Seekers. And yeah, every I've mentioned it here before, but every um, Friday morning we go to Somerton Beach in Adelaide and we do ice baths, we do breath work, we connect, we dance, we just literally just have open, genuine conversations about everything and anything, like challenges, consciousness, everything. So it is awesome. So I've just gotten back from that and feeling so hyped and buzzed and just cannot wait to get into today's episode. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and I am just one happy woman. And I I actually used to say girl, but nope, I am a woman and I will own that shit because women are powerful and if we all came together, we would fuck shit up. I'm not even kidding. We would own this shit. <laughs> so anyway, um, the hot mention this week is going to be very short because uh, I have so much I want to cover in today's episode and I cannot control my excitement for it. So yeah, the hot mention of the week is a book called The Alchemist. Um, and I have actually been meaning to get it for a while and it's literally been in my reminders to read, I think all year, literally all year. And I've just, you know, when like, um, you get a reminder and then you're like, oh, you know, it can wait another week. So then you push it back another week and then the next week comes and you just continue, 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 push it back. This time I was like, oh gosh, I, I better get this book. And, and then I forget again. I mean, I forgot again. And then um, I was at a retreat last weekend, which I've, um, I'm pretty sure, I, yeah, I spoke about last week. And one of my friends actually um, said, yeah, she read it and it was the best book she's ever written. So I was like, oh my God, that's my sign to get it. So literally the next day after I got back to the tree, I, I got it online from Booktopia. And honestly, yeah, it, it's so good. Like I literally got it two days ago and I'm nearly finished. Like I'm a bit of a freak when it comes to books. Um, and I feel so weird saying that because the Emma I knew two years ago didn't even touch a book unless she was forced to, um, probably by my psychologist. Um, that woman was beautiful. So no issues against her, but yeah, I just, you know, I was never a book person, like never got into reading. I didn't care what the book was about. Just never got into it. But now I am obsessed with like books, like especially if there are anything about consciousness, awakening, spirituality, and the human body. Literally give me all of them. They're so good. Um, but yeah, anyway, I I don't want to give too much away for The Alchemist, but from what I've read so far, it is amazing. I honestly cannot fault it. Um, I just keep wanting to read it and I'll probably finish it tonight. So yeah, these are the books to invest in, like the ones your eyes are literally glued to. So yeah, I'm actually not going to explain the book at all. Um, this is just my cliffhanger. Purchase it now. Booktopia, not Amazon, people. Do not buy shit from Amazon. <laughs> That's my spill. Okay, so 
Oh gosh, let's just jump straight into um, consciousness and yeah, let's just do it. So you may be wondering what consciousness actually is. And in the simplest terms I have found, thanks to Google, consciousness refers to your individual awareness of your unique thoughts, memories, feelings, sensations, and environments. Essentially, your consciousness is your awareness of yourself and the world around you. If you can describe something you are experiencing in words, then it's a part of your consciousness. So firstly, I'm going to cover what self-awareness is. Um, And although everyone has some sort of idea of what self-awareness is, we don't know exactly where it comes from or why some of us seem to have more or less, you know, than others. So basically, this is where the self-awareness theory comes in. And this theory is based on the idea that we are not our thoughts, but an observer of these thoughts. We are thinkers, separate and apart from our thoughts. We can go about our day without giving our inner self any extra thought, only thinking and feeling and acting as we will. However, we also can focus on our attention on that inner self. In other terms, self-evaluation. So when we engage in self-evaluation, we can give some thought to whether we are thinking and feeling and acting as we should or following our standards and values. This is, you know, this is referred to as a, you know, comparing against our standards of correctness. We do this daily using these standards as a way to judge if our thought you know, our thoughts and behaviours are actually right. So using these standards is an act of self-control. And as we can determine whether or not we are making the right decisions to achieve what we want. So our level of self-awareness interacts with the likelihood of success in realigning ourselves and our standards to determine how we think about the outcome. You know, when we are self-aware and believe there is a high chance of success, we are generally quick to credit that success or turn to self-sabotage and not think we are good enough to execute it. And unfortunately, this is where most of the population sit. You know, if literally, if everyone was confident enough to go for what they want in life without the fear of being judged or failing, and, you know, I say like, you know, I say that like we can't, but we 100,000% can, like, God, failing is not bad. And I just want to literally reiterate the fact that it is literally a good thing. Like I used to, I used to think failing was terrible and I would get embarrassed if I couldn't do something right. Obviously that was my inner child, um, some, you know, inner child work I had to do there. And, but yeah, let's make this clear that failure is a part of learning. Like you literally grow from failures because you can find, you know, another way of doing whatever you set out to do and be determined enough to do it again just differently. You know, it ties us in with self-awareness too because it makes us question what we did right and what we need to improve. And self-awareness allows us to see things from perspective of others, practice self-control, work creatively and productively and experience pride in ourselves and our work as well as general self-esteem. You know, the phrase, stay true to yourself, is thrown around so much, literally so much, um, you know, which is awesome. But what if we didn't know who we were? 
And this is where self-awareness comes in. In understanding our strengths and limitations, we open up opportunities that just aren't available otherwise. We are also able to have more honest and genuine relationships because the people that we are attached, you know, attracted to will be attracted to us for who we actually are instead of a person we are trying to be. So I'm going to explain two types of self-awareness and what they both embody. Um, One is internal and number two is external. So internal awareness represents how clearly we see our own values, passions, aspirations, fit in, you know, with our environment, you know, reactions, including thoughts, feelings, behaviors, strengths, and weaknesses, and impact on others. It is suggested that internal awareness is associated with higher job and relationship satisfaction, personal and self, you know, social control, and happiness. However, it is negatively related to anxiety, stress, and depression. External, on the other hand, represents how other people view us in terms of those same factors I just mentioned, like our behaviors, feelings, strengths, and weaknesses. And research literally shows that people who know how others see them are more skilled at showing empathy and taking others' perspectives. So, for example, leaders who see themselves as their employees do. Their employees tend to have a better relationship with them, feel more satisfied with them, and see them as a more, you know, effective in general. So, yeah, this study I actually found was um, researchers at Harvard University conducted a study that looked at the difference between internal and external self-awareness. And although their research had virtually no relationship between them, they identified four leadership archetypes, introspectors, seekers, aware thinkers, and pleasers. Each of them were related to low external, sorry, low internal self-awareness and high external self-awareness. So I'm just going to give a brief um, statement of what each of the archetypes mean. So introspectors are clear on who they are, but don't challenge their own views or search for blind spots by getting feedback from others. And blind spots are things we don't see clearly about ourselves or are afraid to acknowledge. This can harm introspectors' relationships and limit their success. Seekers, on the other hand, don't know yet who they are, what they stand for, or how others see them. And as a result, they might feel stuck or frustrated with their performance and relationships. The aware thinkers know who they are, what they stand for, and what they want to accomplish. They regularly seek out advice and value others' opinions. This is where leaders begin to fully realize the true benefits of self-awareness. And lastly, the pleasers. These people can be so focused on appearing a certain way to others that they could be overlooking what matters within. Over time, they tend to make choices that are in service of their own success and fulfillment. And when it comes to internal and external self-awareness, it's tempting to value one over the other. 
but leaders or any one of us, in fact, must actively work on both seeing ourselves clearly and getting feedback to understand how others see us. Like the highly self-aware people actively focused on balancing the scale. And I also believe, you know, that it ties in with self-confidence because greater self-confidence allows us to experience freedom from self-doubt and negative thoughts about ourselves experiencing more fearlessness and less anxiety like greater confidence makes us more willing to take smart risks and more able to move outside of our comfort zone like having greater freedom from social anxiety so yeah the problem like literally the problem i'm seeing with self-confidence in people who hardly have any is that they are unsure how to overcome the lack of it So if you are someone who needs more confidence but is unsure how to go about it, you must firstly identify and challenge your negative beliefs. So yeah, this can be done. Obviously, this can be, you know, difficult to overcome, you know, or be aware of and even someone like myself who has a good amount of confidence can certainly struggle. Like, Obviously, I'm only human just like you. So, of course, you know, I may struggle. But yeah, anyway, in some of the conversations um, we have had in the past, my gorgeous friends, Georgia and Bridget, who I, you know, who are literally incredibly self-aware and are both empowerment mentors for women, often go over the process of understanding and acknowledging our negative self-talk and beliefs and a process we can use for them. Um, And being the angels that they are, I am sure they wouldn't mind me sharing this. So the process is called Catch, Challenge, Change. And yeah, I'm just going to give you an example of how this would look like if you are, you know, maybe you've got some limiting beliefs that you are, yeah, just living through them and you don't want to be living with them. You don't want to be stuck with these limiting beliefs that are fucking holding you back from stepping into your power and being vulnerable and literally empowering your soul. So getting rid of these limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging views and behaviors is going to be amazing for you. So yeah, and this catch challenge, um, catch, yeah, catch challenge change process is is good so yeah so first we catch the negative thought that opposes how we feel so for example i might have a thought that says oh you're not good enough to start that new business emma and so i catch it secondly i challenge its truth and identify the fear so i could be like am i really not good enough to start this business I know it will be out of my comfort zone and require hard work and sacrifice, but what's the difference between me and the most successful businesswoman? So here I have challenged it. And thirdly, change it to a thought that creates the feelings to support your desires and goals. So I could turn this negative thought around and say, the difference between myself and the most successful businesswoman is nothing besides the confidence in taking action. And I have every ability to go after my new business and I'm so good enough to take it to the highest level possible 
with the inner confidence that I know is within me. And that is it. Literally, that is it. It is such an effective and easy process. And I know Bridget uses it for our clients and I'm sure she gets such good, you know, success and yeah, good out of it. So yeah, and I know um, it has done well for me in the past and still does to this day. Like I literally used it yesterday and I was like, holy shit, like this actually has really helped me challenge these limiting beliefs, change them and recreate something in my mind that's actually going to be positive and more reassuring and benefiting for me. So yeah, again, this process is called Catch, Challenge, Change. And you could easily write this down in your journal and go over some of your own um, examples. Um, yeah, so when this does happen, you can use it and turn that negative self-talking voice around for the good, people, for the good. Um, yeah, so you may be wondering how we actually achieve self-awareness. And although there are many ways in doing so, I'm going to go through the ones I have found to be the most effective. And to be honest, I have probably said at least three of these on here time and time again. But seriously, I wouldn't be recommending any of them if I didn't think they were valuable to you. So the first one is practicing mindfulness. So I'm, I'm actually not going to give too much detail with these because I have already done so in previous episodes. So I'm just going to um, give a very short definition of each one. So mindfulness refers to being present in the moment and paying attention to yourself and your surroundings rather than getting lost in thought or daydreaming. However, in saying so, depending on how deep you go with meditation, some thoughts may come in and that's okay. Just acknowledge them and then bring your attention back to the present moment. Meditation is a practice of focusing your attention on one thing, such as your breath, a mantra, or a feeling and letting your thoughts drift by instead of holding on to them. And secondly, we have yoga. <laughs> so yoga is a physical practice, but it's just as much a mental practice as well. While your body is stretching and bending and flexing, your mind is learning discipline, self-acceptance and awareness. You become more aware of your body and all the feelings that manifest and you become more aware of your mind and the thoughts that pop up. You even pair yoga with mindfulness or meditation to boost your self-awareness. And yoga is a huge one for me. And I really started getting into it probably halfway through um, 2020 and would find myself really enjoying how freely my body felt in all of the movements. So again, I I guess, I, I yeah, I began to practice three to four times a week um, and it was amazing. But now I, yeah, I only do about twice a week um, and I'm really wanting to expand that and opt for at least three. As I know for me, it's so empowering and makes me, become really in tune with my body and how I'm feeling in the exact moment. And those deep feelings are what I want to be more conscious of. And thirdly, we have journaling. And holy shit, the benefit of journaling is that it allows us to identify 
clarify and accept our thoughts and feelings. It helps us discover what we want, what we value and what works for us. It can also help us to find out what we don't want, what is not important to us and what doesn't work for us. Both are equally important to learn. Whether you like to write free-flowing entries, lists, poems, writing down your thoughts and feelings helps you to become more aware and intentional. And each time I journal, I feel like a rock has been taken away from the backpack on my shoulders. And the more I do it, meaning every night, the more rocks fall out and I am left with an empty backpack and feel so much lighter and at peace. Like I sometimes use this example because during our day, there are often things that are unnecessarily weighing us down, like limiting beliefs, people's opinions, self-sabotaging thoughts, whatever it is. Journaling is a chance to write all of this shit down and make you question its truth and how you will go about it differently. Like at the end of each night, whatever is on my mind, I write it down. It could be the most pointless thing, but sleep is so important. And the more thoughts you get on paper before you go to bed, the less worry and trouble you will have when actually getting off to sleep. And the worst thing you can do is be up half the night worrying and going through thoughts as this will prevent you from achieving a good quality sleep. And guys, I also want to highlight the fact that the average person has about 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. And of those thousands of thoughts, 80% are negative and 95% were exactly the same repetitive thoughts as the day before. There is no wonder why people struggle to get off to sleep when we literally have thousands of thoughts banked up in our heads from the day. So if you aren't already, start to journal. I'm not kidding. It is such a good practice to get into and will save you from sleepless nights and probably help you to not overthink the following day. And if you're someone who deals with anxiety, I strongly, literally strongly recommend you you doing this. Pardon me. As literally, it is a lifesaver, literal lifesaver. Moving on, fourthly, asking the people you love. It literally, it's vital to feel we know ourselves from the inside, but external feedback helps too. Ask your family and close friends what they think about you. You know, have them describe you and see what rings true with you and what surprises you. Carefully consider what they say and think about it when you journal or otherwise reflect. Of course, don't take one person's word as gospel. You need to talk to a variety of people to get a comprehensive view of yourself. And just remember that at the end of the day, it's your self-beliefs and feelings that matter the most to you. Lastly, number five is making time to reflect. And reflecting can be done in multiple ways, including journaling, like we just discussed. And it is customizable to the person reflecting. But the, the important thing is to go over your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors to see where you meet your standards or met your standards, should I say. 
where you failed them and where you could do like where you could actually improve. And you could also reflect on your standards themselves to see if they are good ones for you to hold yourself to. You can try writing in a journal, talking out loud, or simply sitting quietly and thinking. Whatever helps you to reflect on yourself. You can even go over your journal and reflect on what you wrote and see where you are most frequently beating yourself down on, not allowing more time with yourself or giving yourself enough love, care or appreciation, putting others before yourself and so forth. Reflecting literally allows us to be more conscious as we are wittingly allowing ourselves to be more open and honest with our self-awareness. It is literally called self-reflective consciousness. It's the mind's inner mirror that reflects to us what we are doing and thinking. And yeah, becoming aware of your conscious self is pivotal in your life's journey. Like I know when I'm being unconscious and no, I don't literally mean not being able to breathe. I mean doing things I consciously wouldn't do like speaking poorly about somebody or more importantly, myself, disregarding my values, allowing others to walk all over me, saying yes to everything, not giving myself enough time, not respecting and loving my body. (laughs) Body. (laughs) All of these things I would be doing if I was unconscious, unconsciously thinking, behaving, seeking and feeling. So many people are going about their life unconsciously and it has become so normal for them that when people ask what they are conscious, you know, when they are conscious about their thoughts, feelings and behaviours, they don't even know how to respond because they hardly question them. Consciousness is everything and self-awareness plays a huge role in this. Becoming more self-aware will open so many doors you thought this whole time were locked. It gives you a clearer headspace and knowing that everything you are thinking, feeling, acting, consuming, allowing, and being is how the world is then reflecting back at you. The more conscious you are, the, like, the more you will begin to see the world differently. Everything unfolds and everything becomes beautiful. You know, challenges become opportunities to grow. You know, if you are new on this journey of self-awareness and consciousness, give yourself time. Start learning and listening to people who know more about consciousness and just know that everybody is on different wavelengths. And we humans are seriously more connected than we realize. And once there are more of us awake, we can help those who are asleep, meaning unconscious. Gosh, I fucking love that. And I love all this stuff. Like just, oh my gosh, connecting to the higher power, connecting with consciousness and being able to share this journey with you is so amazing for me and is so important for me to talk about this stuff because this is really what I want to get into. I really want to expand my mind in this, in being conscious and having all these conscious beliefs and and everything, like I, I hate being unconscious. And the moment I realized that I was being unconscious, the moment my life truly changed. And I think a lot of people's lives will too. Like the moment we realize we can actually be conscious in everything we are doing, feeling, saying, thinking, believing, 
the more we step into our truest selves, literally, the more we step into our truest self and own that fucking power within us, there is so much power within us and we do not take enough credit for it or we don't even show it. We don't even express the power that is within us, guys. And yeah, like, oh my gosh, I just want to shout to everyone in the whole world that if we all came together and used our consciousness, our conscious minds, we would be unstoppable. Like we would be able to change the game, honestly. <laughs> so yeah, um, I fucking hope you have taken something away from today's chat because I certainly have a awesome time and I love like I just said I love speaking about consciousness and our minds you know it gets me thinking learning and understanding myself you know those around me and the environment I am in so yeah if you've enjoyed today's episode please feel free to give it a rating on iTunes or simply share it to your stories it literally does more than you realize and please be kind to yourselves practice mindfulness do some yoga, journal everything. And if you're keen to listen to others who share similar things, I recommend Joe Dispenza, Peter Crown, and the Self Healers podcast. All of these people are awesome and explain the science around the mind-body connection perfectly and all things consciousness and awakening. So yeah, you will thank yourself for listening to these people, I promise. They have helped me so much on my journey so much and still do like I do Joe Dispenza's meditations at least three to four times a week and they blow my fucking mind they blow my mind and then I get back into reality and I'm like holy shit that map meditation I just did there and how deep I just went with my subconscious mind I can bring that into my reality and start living like this it is fucking powerful and I'm sorry for swearing so much but that's just how I express myself and I'm not going to change that for anyone. So yeah, I love not swearing, but I just, I don't know. It just makes me feel so empowered when I use the word air, when I, when I say fuck, (laughs) I I just feel like, woo, like it's just amazing. So yeah, thank you so much again for listening and being patient. Um, as yeah, sometimes I talk really fast and sometimes I talk really slow. So yeah, I've hope you loved it. And yeah, please share it around. And if not, oh well. Like it doesn't it doesn't really bother me. So but if it if you can, that would be bloody awesome. And as always, you are loved, you are enough, and you are glowing. Stay conscious, angels. You're amazing. You're fucking amazing. Step into the power, own your shit, and I'll be back next week. Much love. Mwah.